Okay, hello and welcome to episode 18 of the One Faith in Christ podcast. My name is Mark Smith. I'm the gospel preacher at the Clueston Church of Christ in Clueston, Florida. And as always, I'd like to uh, thank you all for tuning in on whatever platform you might be listening. Uh, right now, I believe we're on nine different platforms, um, of course, including Anchor or uh, uh, Google, Apple Podcast. Um, Bullhorn, and uh, many others. Uh, so however you're listening, I certainly do appreciate it. I would also like to encourage everyone, if you enjoy these podcasts, uh, you could also uh, look me up on YouTube. Uh, just go to YouTube and search up Clueston Church of Christ, and uh, uh, you'll see me on there, um, uh, mostly doing uh, giving my sermons, but I'm also beginning to do uh, lessons there as well. So I encourage you to do that. Or if you'd like to read different articles, if you go to blogspot.onefaithinchrist.com, uh, I am there as well, uh, uh, writing different articles on different topics or subjects. And um, if there's a, a subject that you would like to discuss, please contact me at clustonchurchofchrist at gmail.com. Um, or you could uh, uh, contact me here on Anchor. Uh, anchor.fm as well. Uh, there's a, a button there where you can click and leave a voice message or uh, however you would like to do it. Um, and also, of course, you can look me up on Facebook as well. And um, uh, as I always like to say, I will keep your name anonymous unless uh, you specify otherwise. And um, well, I guess we'll just get right in, uh, right into uh, this uh, or today's topic. Uh, the last episode uh, I did was just a couple of days ago, and this one is kind of goes along with it. But in the last episode, we discussed why we should worship God on Sunday, and we closed by saying how many people believe that God truly doesn't care when or how we worship as long as we do worship. Now, the question is, is this true? And if so, why did God give us commands and examples to follow? Did he really uh, leave it up to man to do as he pleases. Hey, uh, some say as long as it's in God's name, right? As long as we do it in his name, it's okay to do. Because also, God doesn't say not to do it. And that's the way a lot of people look at it. If God doesn't say not to do something, well then, obviously, that's okay to do. And um, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later as well. But Logically speaking, the answer is no. God did not leave it up to man. And that's probably because man would do as he wants and change things to fit his needs and wants, just as he has done today anyway. The Bible would be, in fact, much smaller uh, when you think about it. Um, after all, you know, God would just say, all you have to do is believe in me or all you have to do is love me, and everything else is left up to you, is left up to man's devices to do as he wishes. And um, that is the exact reason why today we have literally thousands of denominations. Uh, I, I couldn't even tell you how many different denominations there are. God only wanted one faith. In fact, Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that, that, that there's one God and one faith. And that is what, uh, you know, he wants us to do. 
You know, he is very specific in how we are to do things. We must not only listen to what God says, but we need to hear what he doesn't say as well. And please keep this in mind. In Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, uh, which is one of my favorite verses in, in the Bible, in Malachi 3.6 it says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. So when these denominations uh, began popping up uh, really as early as the year 600, have to remember, before the year 600, we didn't have a lot of denominations. But from that point on, it was changing uh, whatever denomination they were. In fact, if you are a member of a denomination, think of this. If your belief has changed at all from the time that the uh, that denomination started to today, if your doctrine has changed at all, and I, I'm not talking about things that aren't uh, doctrinal, but if your doctrine has changed at all, one iota, from the time it started to today, is that really the true faith that God is talking about? Because again, God says, I do not change. So what I have said is, is it. It's final. And that is the way that we must do things. So, really, we need to start in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, as I mentioned a few moments ago. There we see that God doesn't want us to do as we please, but actually as he pleases. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, and listen closely to what God is saying here, or what Paul is saying, of course, uh, uh, you know, he is the inspired writer of God. But Paul says, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all loneliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and in you all. God is telling us there, uh, here that there is one way to do things, His way. Just because we do something in His name doesn't mean that it is His way or what He wants. Why? Because there is one God and one faith. And He's saying there's one way to do things. It's kind of like if you're a parent. And, uh, you you know, you're telling your children to do something, that's it. And they say, well, why? Why do I have to do it? Well, because I said so. You, you as a parent don't have to go into a long explanation every time that you're telling your child to do something. You expect them to do it. I said it. You need to do it. God is the same way with his children. God, it, this isn't up for negotiation. Uh, this isn't up for a compromise. In fact, we don't read in the Bible where God says, well, uh, man, what what do you think we should do? God has always known from the beginning what he wanted, how he wanted it done, and he has tol told us and shown us what we need to do. If we do it any other way, it is not his way. We're going against uh, what he said. So. Uh, an obvious example of this, for instance, of someone saying 
that they're doing something in God's name. Uh, would be if we look at a man by the name of Eric Rudolph. Now, Eric Rudolph was the abortion clinic bomber that uh, 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 bombed a few, I forget how many abortion clinics in Birmingham, Alabama, um, killing a number of people. Um, and um, he also, if we remember, if you remember, um, set the bomb off in Atlanta, Georgia at the Olympics. Now, I'm not sure how he could say the same thing, that he was doing the same thing in Atlanta as he was with the abortion clinics. But he stated that he did this in the name of God, that when he was blowing up the abortion clinics, because, you know, these clinics, of course, were killing innocent unborn babies. So therefore, he had to stop that. And he did this by breaking man's law, by killing people and blowing up these clinics. He did it in God's name. Well, of course, and, and this is obvious, that was wrong. First of all, we know that we are not to break man's law as long as it doesn't go against God's law. Um, but this was wrong. He was doing the exact same thing he was claiming that the abortion doctors were doing, and that was taking lives. Now, he, of course, said that these weren't innocent lives that he was taking. Well, if that was the case, and I'm not going to argue for him in any sense, but if those doctors were not innocent, it even then would not be up to him to punish them for that. And in fact, you know, God says vengeance is mine. If God wants to punish someone, he will. He doesn't need our help in doing that. And so Eric Rudolph took it upon himself. And even though he did it in God's name, doesn't make it right. And I know a lot of people, now that, that was an extreme case. I understand that. But it, I'm just trying to emphasize the point uh, that just because we say it's in God's name doesn't make it so. We have to go to the Bible to find out what God wants us to do, not make it up as we go along. God never called on Christians to do this. He never called on Christians to uh, punish those who were going, you know, punish those violently like this, to, uh, you know, who go against him. He's never called on us to do that. I know there were cases in the Old Testament, for instance, Joshua, as they were uh, coming into the uh, into Canaan, into the Promised Land, that God ordered Joshua uh, to do certain things, that they had to destroy the people in the land. This is true. But in the New Testament, God never tells Christians to do this. But what about an example or two from the scriptures? And uh, moving away from Eric Rudolph, uh, how about this? In First Chronicles, we read where David was moving the Ark of the Covenant, and God had made it clear that no man was to touch it. And if you touched it, you would die. So in 1 Chronicles 13, 7 through 10, it reads, so they, carry the, so they carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house, bear with me with the names here, from the house of Abinadab and Uzzah and Ahio drove the cart. Then David and all Israel played music before God with all their might, with singing on harps, on string instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came to Chidon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. 
Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and he struck him because he put his hand to the ark, and he died there before God. Now, yes, God had said, do not touch it. And uh, uh, if you touched it, you'd be punished this uh, in that manner. And I know a lot of people um, have tried to argue and say, how was God that unfair? Or was he unfair? Uh, look, that shouldn't even be a question, let alone arguing for that. No, God was not unfair. He made it clear. Do not touch the ark. Now, Uzzah um, was not trying to go against God. He was simply trying to help so the ark would not fall to the ground. Surely he found it honorable to be chosen to guard the ark, and I'm sure instinctively touched it, thinking of God, not wanting to allow uh, something this precious to touch the ground. Uh, he, he was not doing it um, out of any malicious thinking. For those who think... Um, that as long as you do something for God in his name, and he will accept it because it is in his name, really need to look at this account. God is serious about how we are to do things. We can't worship any way that we want, but must listen to see how God wants us to worship. Was God serious when he said, do not touch the ark? Obviously, very much so. Again, Uzzah was not trying to do any damage. But God was making it clear, I mean what I say. When I say something, you are to follow it. When I show you something, you are to take that example as gospel, as a commandment. That's why that account is even in the Bible when we think about it. Uh, why is that important? Because God is saying, this is what I mean. Now, we can look at um, the strange fire uh, um, uh, in the Old Testament that as, uh, oh, their, their names, of course, uh, escape me at this point. But uh, the fire that was supposed to be lit um, um, during the Exodus, there was a certain way that they were to do things. Now, these two men, uh, sons of Aaron, uh, brought this strange fire to um, to light the fire. Now, meanings, uh, the, the word there meaning strange is uh, simply meaning something other than what God had commanded. Again, I don't believe they were, there was any malicious intent from these two, but they brought in something in God's name, something besides what God had told them and shown them to do. And again, they dropped dead at that moment. God means what he says. And so we have to do as he tells us. We can't worship any way we want, but we must listen to see how God wants us to worship. Listen to what Jesus says in, in John chapter 4 and verse 23. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. He makes a point in saying, true worshipers. There are countless people out there today who will worship any way they want and say, God doesn't care because we are worshiping him. Well, Jesus is telling us about true worshipers, meaning 
there must be false worshipers. Those who are not worshiping in the correct spirit and those who are not worshiping in truth. If if you are worshiping exactly the way God told you to worship, he obviously is not going to punish you for that. But if you are worshiping in another way besides the way that God told you, then you are going against God. An example of this would be the Lord's Supper, or some people call it communion or the Eucharist. But there are some um, organizations, uh, some denominations, who choose to do the Lord's Supper once a month or twice a month. There uh, are some that uh, do the communion every six months. And they're saying, well, we're doing as God said, but what does the Bible say about the communion, about the Lord's Supper? It says, or it shows us, it gives us the example, and we talked about this um, on the last episode, but on the first day of the week, when they came together to break bread, on the first day of the week, how many first days of the week are there? Every week has a first day of the week. We are to come together every first day of the week, which is Sunday, and part of that worship is the Lord's Supper. Now, to me, it amazes me why people wouldn't want to celebrate the Lord's Supper anyway, because it is in uh, uh, memorial, I'll get it out there, in memorial of Christ, of everything that he did. Why wouldn't we want to partake of the Lord's Supper? every time we come together on the first day of the week. But yet, there are some who say, oh, we only need to do it once a a month, or twice a year, or whatever the case might be. No, it is to be done every Lord's Day. Now, if you do it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's uh, that's not what God has said. God showed us on the first day of the week. Now, it's also uh, kind of amusing, uh, if it wasn't so sad, but those same groups who choose to only partake of the communion every so often, uh, boy, they still take the offering once a week, don't they? Every Sunday or every time they get together, they're going to pass that plate. But when it comes to the memorial of Christ, well, once in a while is okay but we are going to pass that plate every Sunday or every time we get together. That part, they take serious. We need to take all of it serious from God. Everything that he has said or he has shown us, we must take serious. And we'll talk about um, the uh, ways of worship in another episode, and I believe I've already done an episode on that, if you'd like to go back and look at it. But We have to take it serious. So there are worshipers who worship incorrectly. That is what Christ is telling us there in John chapter 4 and verse 23. They are worshiping incorrectly. But God is searching for true, note that, true worshipers. Those and those true worshipers are those who worship according to the truth of his will. And how do we know what God's will is? Well, he has shown us, he has told us, that is in the New Testament. If we are doing anything besides what we find in the Bible, in his word, 
It doesn't matter if you're saying it's in God's name. It's it's just like Eric Rudolph. He was doing it in God's name. Well, it doesn't mean that to be true. And you're taking a major chance on being punished for that. So do as God says. It Really, it's that simple. Now, uh, in closing, you know, some people, many people, as I stated, like to say, well, God doesn't say we can't do it. Well, think about this. If God told us everything that we can't do, if, you know, we, we have the Bible as we know it today, and if God said everything that we can't do, besides everything that we are to do, the Bible would fill up a, a library. It would be volumes and volumes. Uh, it would be everything that we can't do. God doesn't have to tell us everything that we can't do. He just tells us what we are to do. Let me simplify that. Again, if you are parents, or um, if you're not parents, but you remember back as a child, if your uh, mother or father gave you, uh, I, I don't know, a $20 bill to run into the store and get a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, and a carton of eggs, and that's what they said. You know, Johnny, gallon of milk, loaf of bread, carton of eggs. Johnny goes in, and he gets the milk, and he gets the bread, and he gets the eggs. He did as Father said. But then he notices, oh, he still has, you know, $13, $14 left, depending on where you live and how expensive things are. Well, then Johnny goes and buys a $13 worth of candy. And he comes out to the car, and Mom and Dad are, are like... What is all of this? And Johnny says, well, I had all this extra money, and I went and bought all the candy with it. But, you know, and he says, but Dad, you didn't tell me I couldn't do that. His father had given him very uh, implicit instructions there to buy three things, and that's it. Now, for the father, he shouldn't have to say, buy the eggs and the milk and the bread, but don't buy Reese's, gummy bears, sodas, and um, Skittles, or on and on and on and on. He shouldn't have to say, don't buy anything else. But I told you what you needed to buy. It is the same way with God. God has told us what we need to do to find our salvation, how to worship, and yet people want to add or take away from his word because he didn't say, you can't do this. God didn't say, you can't worship on Fridays, so therefore we can worship on Fridays. You know, God didn't say, you cannot partake of the Lord's Supper on Fridays, or you can't partake of the Lord's Supper twice a year or once a month. He never said you couldn't. He doesn't have to because he told us when you were to do these things. And in the end, this is what we're talking about in these last two episodes. It is the authority of God. He doesn't leave it up to man. So stop trying Stop trying to help God in that way. You want to help God, then do as he says, 
and then go out into the world and spread the word and bring others to him. Unfortunately, there are so many people today who are moving away from religion, moving away from God because they are sick and tired of all of the rules and these rules that change from day to day. Well, God doesn't change. Malachi 3.6. So when something is changing, it is because of man trying to help God, trying to outthink him. Don't do that. Just do as God has told you to do. Well, I thank you um, for tuning in uh, to this episode. And again, if you have any questions or comments, uh, uh, please contact me. Or if there's something you would like to talk about, um, please let me know. In fact, this is why we started this conversation. Someone had asked me a question. And so, you know, please let me know. And uh, I will gladly uh, talk about it and get down to the truth of the matter. So as always, I uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Um, I hope you um, attend worship um, on the next Lord's Day, which uh, for me is tomorrow. Uh, I'm doing this pod- or doing this episode on a Saturday evening. Uh, but if you have any other questions, please contact me or your local Church of Christ. Um, uh, I, I think I am going to do an episode here uh, in the next few days. Uh, not a normal episode is just going to be. Um, on places where you can contact or internet sites or, uh, you know, things like that that might help you if you have any questions, if you can't get in touch with me, to, you know, look at these other places and uh, get some information that you might want. But anyway, um, contact your local Church of Christ if you have any other questions, and I'm sure they'd be more than happy to speak with you on any subject. So, Anyway, um, again, thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon. May God be with you.